There are some idioms that are so overused or like some like sayings and phrases and stuff that I just feel like we overuse in this life. Like I just like, there are just things people say to say it and like they've stopped kind of having any meaning anymore. And on the list of idioms um, that, you know, on the list, one of these items on the list that I dislike and I think people say way too much, enter your inner child. We hear this a lot. Uh, You hear it in like self-help materials and podcasts and therapy in this podcast, for example. Um, And even just like when you're talking to your friends, like you hear this idea of like your inner child. And like with most of these things, I never really unpacked what it was truly. Um, And I would get like really negative and judgy about it and be like, and I would just be like, what, like, what is an inner child? Like, what is that? Again, we're just throwing words around to just like sound deep and whatever you know like we're all adults like I'm an adult um and the young part of me is really not something I feel the need to think about anymore um you know I don't I don't need to care for whatever this like small subconscious being that allegedly lives inside of me um because um like me as a child and me now as an adult, like, have very different needs and wants. Like, I don't feel connected to this idea of, like, what you call an inner child. So, again, I didn't like it. I thought it was bullshit. And it was just, like, a phrase people threw around. Um, because, you know, like, I don't know. Maybe I just thought people, other people were emotionally immature and didn't know how to deal with it. And, like, a lot of, like, mentally ill and depressed people, I was like, well, I'm special and I don't, like, subscribe to any of, like, what you're saying. Um I need a long story short. Um, I felt like my problems were adult people problems and really had no connection to healing or dealing with older um, wounds that I experienced, you know, like when I was five years old or whatever. Um, So, yeah, I was obviously a skeptic about that, like I was with a lot of things for a really long time. Um, And today I'm going to talk about sort of my U-turn on that. Um... Because clearly, I mean, I, I, I do not feel that way at all anymore. I actually, like, do feel strongly about the idea of, like, healing one's inner child, listening to one's inner child, thinking about old parts of you that may be expressed today. Because not everything you're dealing with right now is the way you would necessarily choose to deal with it as an adult. Like we've had experiences and old things that do build up inside of us that do um, affect the way we do things today. Like literally like we all, the idea of patterns of behavior, like patterns of behavior is just like to some degree, like your inner child expressing itself because that's the way you were taught to deal with things or protect yourself or get defensive about certain things And you've never really thought to challenge it before because, again, like this small old part of you is honestly like reacts to the majority of the stuff that you deal with today as an adult. So today we're talking about your inner child. What is it? Healing it and how to kind of like protect it and soothe it um, and make sure that you're listening to it. Welcome back to Depressed Girl's Guide to Life, your average mental health podcast 
by an average girl in progress. I'm on this journey with you and I'm gonna struggle and you're gonna struggle, but that's a part of it. And I'm here to tell you that you're not alone. Once again, I may not have all the answers, but I do get it. So hopefully some of what I'm saying will be relatable um, as you go through your life and as you deal with things. Hopefully some of what I say can be somewhat applicable um, as you go through it. Okay, yeah, so as you can guess, and also as I just told you, uh, my mind has been changed about the idea of an inner child. Um, I now not only like hugely believe in it, but like I said before, I think the majority of our reactions in life, whether they're positive or negative, actually come from like a very young place and a lot of how we learn to react to things when we were young. Um, and I think this for a lot of reasons, honestly. Um, and I think the big one that I've been thinking about a lot is, um, like think about where we do the majority of our like big learning. Um, like where do things stick the most in our lifetimes? Like where do we do all of that? Um, and it's when we're young, if you think about it, people say, you know, it's important for kids to learn languages early, um, because it's easier for them to pick up, um, than it is in adulthood. So, it feels like our brains really start learning shit, um, whether it's like walking or talking or processing, you know, like shitty life events. Um, you know, it's possible our brains are just way more susceptible to this kind of learning. Um, and like our, just like the stickiness of the, of the stuff that we're learning, it just like sticks in our brains during that time period. Um, I'm not, again, I don't have like scientific research to back this up. Um, but I assume that there is scientific research to back this up because it sounds very plausible and probable that this is the case. I mean, you are taking so much in as a child that why wouldn't you learn to react to stuff? Um, and like, I just, it just would make sense to me that a lot of your emotional reactions would come from like a super duper young place, um, which is kind of interesting if you think about it. And if you think about like, the ways that you react to stuff um, and like how you might, you know, like how that might manifest in your life. Like even I'm thinking about it right now and thinking about like, I mean, like, for example, like I'm a crier, which is like obviously like comes from a young place. And maybe like when I was young, I learned that like just if if you feel negatively or anything about it, like just like cry or like let it out um and that's like the way to do it although i'm sure there's like a lot of people like for example like men are often taught like not to cry or not to let their emotion show um which sucks i think that's like the worst thing we've done to men ever you know like they should everybody should let their emotions be their emotion i mean i think maybe sometimes i show my emotions too much but like there's definitely such a thing as like not like showing your emotions too little um which i think is super unhealthy but yeah, I mean, if you just, like, think about it um, and think about the ways, you know, like, think about the ways, like, you like to get attention or think about the ways that you even, like, talk to your friends and stuff and how it might just be, it might be, like, from a young place. I think what was, like, I was looking at something that was, like, someone would always, like, interrupt or, like, talk about themselves or, like, eat food, like, it, these things all sound really unrelated, but they would like interrupt, talk about themselves and then like always be the first person to like grab food off a plate um, before anybody else could like not offer, not wait, not like, you know, and then like when asked, it's like, oh, well, like I have a ton of siblings. Um, so if you don't eat fast or if you don't talk fast or if you don't do like 
you don't do it at all. So it's like thinking about that in a sort of objective way rather than like judging yourself and and just being like, oh, like, what do I do? Like, what do I do? And when did I learn it? And why did I learn it? And is it a protective measure in some way? Um, and just like, yeah, like more just thinking about like, okay, like, why do I do things? The other thing I've thought about with this is that like, whoever or whatever your inner child is, like, I think we associate it a lot with being super young but we're actually children for like a lot longer than we think or realize. Um, And I think the idea of healing your inner child can sometimes manifest as um, people thinking that you're healing like something very specific, like enduring significant trauma at a very, very young age, which is definitely something a lot of people have gone through, but also like many people haven't, um, but they also have an inner child to heal. Um, And I think, like, a lot of that has to do with, like, we don't realize that, you know, like, we're still children into our, like, teenage years. Um, And even, like, as I talked about in the going through puberty at 26 episode, emotional puberty at 26, um, that was a really hard time in our lives. And, like, we're still going through some stuff. I don't consider myself to be, like, a full adult yet. Um, And we're still processing a lot of, like, the pain and difficulties and like weirdness that we had to go through. And I'm sure so many of our reactions have to do with those like really uneasy, um, just like weird, bad times that like, you know, like, I mean, even like you, you don't have to go through something like, I mean, we've every person, like, I hate to like make this generalization, but also it's true. Every single human being has been bullied every single one. And like to say that we don't, internalize that as trauma going into our adulthoods if every single person has been like that's just not true like that's a lie like we've all we are all internalizing the fact that we every person was bullied every person feels like something unjust has happened to them whether all their friends turned against them at one point or it was like a specific bullying situation or whatever everybody it was a hard time for everybody and I don't think we give enough significance to the fact that it was so hard. I said this before. I've said this before. I'm going to say it a billion times because I feel like it's true. Being a teenager and being a child and being in that state of life is extremely difficult. And we do not talk about it or like give people like we don't think about it. We're just like, oh, yeah, you'll get over it. And I think there is a trauma to like a level of trauma to look at and say like, okay, like what happened in this time period? Um that made my life like not so easy and look back at it in like that sort of objective way. Also, I keep saying look at it in an objective way because I think it's really easy to be like critical of your inner child or the young part of you because you know so much more now and you're like, well, that person, like that kid was just like dumb and they, you know, like made a lot of mistakes and did a lot of like cringy, stupid fucking stuff that like I don't even want to think about or I don't even want to go through. The reason when I realized I like was negatively viewing my inner child and not nurturing it was actually like recently my friend was having a party where we all had to like dress as our former selves and I remember I was immediately like I had a visceral physical reaction of like I hate this (laughs) like I'm so uncomfortable I hate this idea And I remember I expressed that to someone. I was like, I just, I don't want to do that. Like, why would I ever want to dress as my former self? 
And they looked at me kind of puzzled, like, well, what's the problem? And I was like, I hate, I was like, I hate that person. I was like, I don't want to like, I don't want to be reminded of that. I don't want to dress like that person. And it soon, as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, what? I was like, why do I hate my former self so much? Why do I hate the younger versions of myself so much? And it's because I sort of like view, you know, again, like a lot of the old stuff and the old feelings and emotions that I have about, you know, life and whatever that I attribute to this inner child person to be really like negative rather than being like, this is, I'm a team with my inner child and we're working on it together. Um, take that as you will. I don't know. That's like, um, but yeah, I mean, that's when I really realized it. And I was like, I need to stop being so mean to the younger version of myself and like really a listen and be nurture. And also just like, like, it's understandable, like, especially like going through so much as, as like a young person and like really like, I think for like, you know, a lot of people, like you just don't want to think about it. Um, it's, it can be really painful, um, for like many of us, for me, it personally is, I really don't like to think about it. Um, but it's just one of those things where it's like, if you go back and just look at it without judgment and you're looking at it as like, pretend this isn't even you pretend this is like a young person that you're looking at. I feel like I want to help that person. I want to, I want to help that person, like not make the mistakes that I made in the, like in the past, you know, like rather than just being negative and angry at that version of yourself, like be compassionate sort of, or non-judgmental, either one, but don't be angry. Don't be mad. Don't be like, fuck that old version of myself, you know? And I mean, speaking of old versions of myself, like I was a really anxious child. And I mean, like I'm an anxious adult too. So like, there's really no real difference there, but like I was, I was, I remember being a super anxious child. Um, and last week I talked about how my most like formative memory, like one of my first memories ever, I think was, um, September 11th. Um, so like, yeah, anxious, so anxious from the get go, you know, that set the tone off, um, of me just being, really anxious and really freaked out all the time and just thinking the world was filled with horrible things um and just like being really scared a lot and I mean I think too like that feeling gets instilled in within me a lot for small things for sure but even like big things like the pandemic was a really hard time for me because I literally thought I was like the world is over. Like, I'm like, this is it. This is the end, you know? So big things, big, big life events, like whatever, like recessions, you know, all of this stuff. I'm just like, this is it. I'm like, these, this is the end of days. And I have to really pull back and remind myself and my inner child, this is okay. And this doesn't mean it's the end of the world. And just because bad things happen doesn't mean bad things are happening all the time. And I mean, even from a smaller scale of things that like still live within me that my inner child sort of um, absorbed, um, I had a lot of like issues with like learning disabilities and learning issues in school. So like I always hated school um, because I was always told I was doing something wrong. Um, I was told I wasn't working hard enough. I was told I, you know, was lazy. I was told all of these horrible things, like from a super young age. This was like, this happened when I was like, yeah, like four or five, four to now, four to now is like when it's happening. Um, and you know, like I swear to God, like I'm back at school now 
And that shit just like lives with me and lives inside of me. Um, like I assumed all of my professors hated me. I just assume that when I walk into a classroom, um, even though most of them like don't know who I am, like they don't take attendance. They don't like give a shit about learning your name. They do not care about me. And I am just, I'm like, they, they hate me. That's like my assumption. Um, and it, it sucks because it also manifests in sort of like a professional capacity um, in the way, like, I would just say I have like a very deep fear of authority. Um, I don't go against authority and I don't like dislike authority in like a weird, com- like, I don't, not weird, sorry, but, like in a combative way, like I'm not angry at authority, but I'm very afraid of authority. Um, you know, like growing up, I was, I would, you know, get yelled at by a teacher for not working hard enough or being mad at, ba- being bad at like whatever, like they had committed their own life path to, which is like whatever teaching basic algebra, I guess was their life goal. Um, and I mean, I still hold that in and I'm like really not confident when I speak to like a boss or a teacher or anyone in an authoritative capacity, because in my head, I'm like, I'm a fuck up. I'm bad at this. I'm going to get yelled at because I'm not competent and because they think I'm stupid and lazy. And that young part of me is still very much like suffering and, um, yeah, like still very like afraid and, and, and affected by that. And that's something that I'm really working on of, um, not letting that, um, sort of old, you know, very deep experience color how I show up in these types of meetings because like even you know like I mean that's gonna hold me back a lot in my in my professional career so it's like something where I'm like this is this is affecting me in a way where it's it's really affecting me negatively I must take a hard look at it and change it or address it or work on it with me and my inner child so that it doesn't affect my professional life and also like I mean can I just say like being a child is fucking hard I already kind of said that earlier but being a child is hard like despite all of the traumatic stuff that I just like whatever like despite people telling you you're lazy despite you know getting bullied despite all that stuff being a child in general is really hard um and I've been thinking about it a lot lately because um like sometimes when I see kids and children like I just feel like a little bit of sadness um, like it kind of like ruins my day a little when I like see kids, um, like wherever the fuck they are, um, you know, whether they're happy or they're having a tantrum or whatever, it's just sort of like a strange reaction I have. I just feel like this like internal, just like sadness, um, because to me, I feel like children represent like not having any control over your life. And I think that's what I remember the most about being a child, um, I mean, because like we, they literally lack control over like most slash all aspects of their lives. Um, they, you know, mostly don't get to choose what they eat or wear or think and do and, you know, whatever. Um, and when I think about that as an adult, it makes me kind of depressed. Um, I think part of that reaction has to do with, you know, like mourning the fact that I at one point didn't have to make a single decision over my life. Um, which was kind of nice and freeing, but then also feeling sad and helpless because in the same moment, I had no control over my life as a child. Um, and what's crazy about like being a child and then slowly becoming adult is like you get pushed out into the world and it's basically like, okay, you didn't get to make decisions before, um, but like go make decisions for yourself now. 
Um, you know, after everything has been chosen and laid out for you for so long, you have to go like figure it out for yourself. And that can add a lot of like, I don't want to keep saying trauma because I feel like I want to do an episode on trauma because I feel like trauma is another word that is used like very willy nilly. And you're like, what even does this mean anymore? Um, but it can add a lot of discomfort in your life when you're like, going from child to adult, you feel, I personally feel a sense of like mourning. I feel like I'm mourning a part of myself. Um, yeah. So, I mean, if it's done, if, if you go from child to adult and if it's done in a way that isn't like right, quote unquote, not to say that there's even a right way, um, it can be really hard. I mean, like making that transition can be really hard. It can leave you very shaken, um, and maybe even lead to like making bad decisions, feeling depression and anxiety or anything, you know, like mental health related. Um, when you think about sort of like those transitions and changes in life of going from one stage of your life to another, um, you know, as I get older, I'm feeling that too. I'm like, I'm leaving a part of my life behind and, um, it's really hard. And I will say again, going back to your inner child, I think it's even harder for children to deal with that kind of thing of I'm leaving one stage of my life and I'm going to another. Um, yeah, like I'd be freaking crying all the time too. Like as an infant, if I knew like, I'm only going to be an infant for like a year, like you just get out of the womb and you just start changing immediately. Like it's, it's, it's really overwhelming when you think about it. Um, and I'm still overwhelmed and I'm like, you know, a fully formed adult. So I think being a kid is hard. I think being a child is hard. You're constantly going through like just transformations and that must just suck and nobody's explaining it to you. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, whether it's big trauma that one went through as a child or honestly just like dealing with the complexities of being a child and how fucking shitty and awful it is and having zero autonomy and then becoming a young adult and how jarring that can be. Um, and then you like just take that shit with you through adulthood. Um, it's hard. Like that's like being like give think about what your what your what your child self went through and what your inner child went through and that you've taken with you as you have become an adult. Um you know, like for a second, just take a moment and listen to that like small internal voice inside of you. Um mine manifests a lot as anxiety, um but like some of yours may manifest differently, whatever that sort of like scared minus scared obviously because of anxiety minus scared um but whatever that voice is telling you um and think about what if like some of your childhood memories and reactions looked like and how we're bringing that into our adulthood and our actions and our relationships with others and just like the knee jerk it's all a lot of like knee jerk like I'm reacting to this because I you know like don't feel safe or I need to like do something like you know like it's very inside of you so whatever that sort of knee-jerk reaction is like think about it and just like nurture it and give it give it its space to speak to you about why it's doing that and then work with it to like make it feel better because like odds are like your inner child is most people's inner child I don't think are like the happiest so like just think about what you can give to it so yeah, that is basically it for today. Um, honestly, I really like loved that episode, even though it's like really patting myself on the back. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like there's so many topics we talk about within mental health and psychology. And we're just so like flippant about being like my inner child. And look, whatever those things mean to you is like super fair. But I think because we're so like loosey-goosey about the language, like I personally, like my friends will talk about it and I will literally be like, I have no idea what you're referring to. Um, Because like, is that your inner child? Is that something else? Like, I just feel like we are all talking about different things some of the time. So yeah, I really love sort of to like clarify these concepts, what they mean to me and what they might mean to you. And again, just take whatever you need from these episodes as some stuff you don't resonate with, then like that's totally fine. But if you are helped in any way, then that's really what this is for and meant for. So yeah, I appreciate everyone listening and please share it that's really all i'm gonna say these days please share the podcast um for whoever needs this on a rainy day and you know whoever might be like struggling with any of these themes um share it and you know make sure people in your lives are okay and yeah we'll see you in the next one